0: Welcome to the midweek edition of Couch Potato Diary. My name is Peter Klein. Thank you very much for tuning in today. We are coming to you from the Clearwater Cleaning Solutions broadcast studio. Clearwater Cleaning Solutions is a leading locally owned cleaning company in Calgary. They have a team of professional and insured sanitizing experts ready to tackle any commercial or residential cleaning job with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Uh, They did some amazing work here. They'll do some amazing work wherever you are. Uh, Remember, rate, review, subscribe wherever possible. Twitter and Instagram, I am at PrimetimeKline. Twitch.tv slash PrimetimePK. Shout out to Wasted Talent for the music today. A few things want to touch on. We will start today in the NHL, do a little basketball, do a little bit of baseball, because no one else is talking about it, and we will close the show with the bad fantasy football team that might have beat yours on Championship Sunday. Uh, but we'll start in the NHL, and last night, Kale McCarr scores one of the goals of the year with a bit of a... Sp- on the Chicago Blackhawks, and then a nice deke at the goal to close out an overtime victory for Colorado. And I feel like the Avalanche aren't getting discussed a whole lot right now, and that feels like something that's going to change in the next little bit. They got off to a slow start this season, and again, we've talked about it before on this show, It is difficult to read too much into anything that we've seen in the first half of this NHL season, especially in the last few weeks. I shouldn't say in the first half of the season because that's not fair to some of the teams excuse me, that have played very well, like the, the, the Calgary's of the world and things like that. And we'll get to another one in a second here. But for Colorado, it kind of felt like they were just lying in wait. And you would talk about teams that you still take seriously in the NHL, and Colorado would be among them, and you'd look at the standings and ah, well, no, 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 no. This is still a team that we think is going to make a bit of a come-up, and you can see why with a goal like that from Kale McCarr last night. And it's you don't want to get into the, the downer territory too, too much, but it just makes you think of what or how cool it would have been if we could have got an Olympics and we could have got some of these uber talented players on that kind of a stage for the first time. But when you look at the avalanche and you look at the rest of the NHL, realistically, how many rosters are you taking over what Colorado has right now? It's not many, like none. There's none that you can confidently say, of course, I would take those guys over what Colorado has right now. And I, I just, I, that, that has to matter. <laughs> you know, like the, the playoff success hasn't necessarily been there just yet for this club. And you feel like it has to get there soon. But it's just that they are so close and they have been so good for this last stretch here that you just, you want, I just want to watch this team play more. You know, that that, that might be it. I, I might be uh, a little bit selfish in this because I just, I want to see this team progress. I want to see this team take another step. And when you look at, because we're, we're kind of start to creep up toward uh, a trade deadline here in the NHL. When you look at a team that, like, might want to make a move, you would love to see Colorado do something kind of all-in-esque. But then what, what 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 can they do? I, I just, I view this Colorado team as one that far too few people are talking about right now as still one of the best in the National Hockey League and a team that I think needs to be taken seriously. Another team that needs to be taken seriously, the Florida Panthers. Last night with a rather convincing win over the Calgary Flames. And the crazy part about it, I didn't even think the Flames played that poorly. I thought that was just, I, I don't... I don't know if they had a lot of say in the matter last night. I thought the Florida Panthers dictated a lot to the Flames. And I just, you look at that game and you look at that Florida Panthers team and it it was, look, one game in January isn't going to completely turn things around or anything like that and it's not the okay well this is it but last night was one of those oh this team has taken a step and when you you look at the numbers last night like the, the the high danger chances go to the flames but it was eight to two in the third period when things were a little already done and you look at the uh possession numbers and it's bang on 50 50 but again a lot of that comes in the third period that that was an excellent game from the the florida panthers and you look at Uh, Again, we talk about it in the NFL with the the Vegas Raiders, but this is a team that had every opportunity to kind of just fold up tent and go home. With Joel Quinville leaving the way he left... With everything that was going on around the Blackhawks situation, and then he gets to coach a game that he shouldn't have coached. Like that, this this had an opportunity This team had an opportunity to to fold, and this had uh, an opportunity to really go south. And to their credit, they have stuck with it. And now you just you look at this roster, man. And like Ekblad was a force last night. Mackenzie Weger it felt like he was available for a song a couple of years ago, trade deadline wise. But Florida ends up keeping him, and he was a beast last night. Barkov, I think, continues to be one of the most underrated players in the league and if it's not him it's Huberto there are just there are so many pieces on this team that you really really like I I still think that they could use a little bit more firepower on this team and it's going to come down to goaltending a lot as well with the Florida Panthers but this was this was an eye-opening performance last night to me where it was a okay well this is th- th- this is a team that I need to be paying much more attention to because this isn't just a easy schedule to start with or whatever this is a team that they're for real man they they are absolutely legit uh one last thing on hockey before we move to other interests the we're starting to get preliminary reports of who could be going to the olympics and it's a lot of world junior guys for canada but a couple of names squeaking in there uh jake for and brandon leipzig for those who don't know jake for has some allegations against him that are definitely Uh, certainly a large part of the reason why he's not in the NHL anymore. And same thing for Brandon Leipzig. Leipzig's a little bit easier to prove as he had leaked text messages of misogyny and just kind of being a douchebag. And I just, I don't, I, I don't think rewarding these types of players is ever worth it, but I certainly don't think it's worth it in this spot. And when you look at a few different things that you are trying to do right now a just trying to be a good human being don't reward this type of behavior don't put them on the olympics uh, or don't send them to the olympics when you're looking at hockey canada right now this is an organization that over the last few years has come under i would say a fair amount of fire for not having a better understanding of what was going on with bill peters and not having a better understanding of, of what was going on with mike babcock this is again it should be a no brainer, don't send these guys to the Olympics. But for sure, if you're having an image issue, don't be sending these types of human beings to the Olympics representing you on a national stage. And again, it is the message that you are sending to people who are cheering for this team that resemble a lot of the the victims of what have gone what has gone on with Vertanen and with Leipzig. And you're telling them they don't matter. And that is I I can't imagine what what that is like. And how difficult it would be to to cheer for a a Hockey Canada or to support a Hockey Canada or, or just to even see that Hockey Canada is doing this. This is a very easy problem to avoid Not that this should justify it, but from a hockey perspective, those guys uh, aren't making a lick of difference. You know, like, I, I don't think the difference between Canada doing well and not doing well at the Olympics is whether Jake fucking Vertanen is there. Give me a break. So, this is absolutely something that should not even be considered, and hopefully... Uh, clear heads went out in this situation because I just, I saw that and my jaw dropped yesterday. Moving into the NBA, the Toronto Raptors with a big win over the San Antonio Spurs and this was never going to be a championship season in Toronto, but I think they're There has been enough go on with the Raptors already that you would consider this season uh, a success. You have Fred Van Vliet, who is playing at an all-star level. I don't think he'll get in because there's a lot of talented people in this league right now. Um, But Fred Van Vliet is at least going to get a look. And another big one, obviously, is Scotty Barnes has turned into a player that no one saw coming at the draft except for the Toronto Raptors. Like, this is, I think, even beyond best-case scenario for Scotty Barnes this year. And Pascal Siakam, granted, a brief stint, uh, but Pascal Siakam is someone who has elevated his game and he is someone who is starting to thrive while having to sacrifice a little bit playing at a center position that he's just not accustomed to. So for the, the Raptors and this is one of those things where success is graded a little bit differently and I I know that the mentality is like if you're not first or last, you know, but for, for this Raptors team it was never going to be first and to suggest that this is a failure of a season when you have seen some of these players step up in unusual situations I, I think that you have to consider all of this a win for the Raptors and look at this Toronto team and what they are building they're still a ways away from being a team that I think is even comfortably in a playoff spot in the the Eastern Conference but I think there have been more positives than negatives and I was going to do a segment on how this is an interesting test to see just how far this Raptors team has to go but then as we're recording this Giannis Attentacumpo um, is out with a non-COVID related illness which are kind of scary this time of year and given what's going on in the world right now so you hope that he is okay but it it certainly takes a bit of the shine off of this one but this is now a winnable game for a Raptor team that is going to be in the heart of a playoff race all season long and that is again valuable experience for guys like a Barnes like a Malachi Flynn Um, even like someone who has been to uh, some high-ish levels with the, the Miami Heat but for Um, guys like Precious Achuo, uh, if he's able to come back. I shouldn't say if, when he is able to to come back. Like This is all valuable experience for some of these young players to be in these types of things. There are a lot of different teams that have a lot of different benchmarks for success. It is not always a championship, and I think for the Raptors this year, they've certainly passed a few of the the benchmarks for success this year year moving into major league baseball um we are still in the middle of a lockout in baseball did you know that because i was thinking about this today no one's talking about this at all like we had the initial lockout a month ago It starts, we get, like, there was a a flurry of moves, baseball's dominating the headlines, and it, it, it it was really fun to be a baseball fan there. And then the lockout happens, and then you get a few discussions of, okay, this is what both sides want, they're talking a little bit, not really, and these are some of the moves that could happen once this lockout is done. And now that those stories have gone away, there is no buzz about baseball right now. And the thing that should always concern a sports league is how easily it is forgotten when nothing or when the opportunity is there to forget them, right? Like, the NFL, you never forget about the NFL. We could This could be just a strictly um, 12 months of the year NFL podcast. There would be a couple of weeks where it would be a little bit lean, but they do such a good job of spacing everything out and just dominating the news cycle that they are always involved. The NBA offseason has become more entertaining than the NBA season at times. And in Canada, it, it is hockey crazed all the time. You cannot not talk about hockey for more than a couple of segments in the city that I live in, at least. That's what it used to be like. And now with baseball, the, their off-seasons have been very forgettable anyway. And now this one, like, with, with nothing going on, th- this really needs to hammer home to the higher-ups at Major League Baseball and the Players Association just how easily you can be forgotten. And we saw it after 1994, and it took a whack-load of steroids and home runs to get the, the sport back to even something remotely respectable. And that is... Even at a time where you and also in that, you have the marquee franchise in sport, the New York Yankees, who had one of their dynastic runs at that time. You have that a bit right now with the Dodgers, but you, you look around the landscape of some of these big market teams that really do kind of help grow things to a certain extent. Not maybe not so much anymore. Um, but there's just there there's nothing. That you can really latch on to from a baseball perspective and say, no, oh, no, 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 it's fine. When we come back, this will be going on because all that's been going on and it's still been very easy to forget about baseball. So they, the people at MLB, I think, really need to open their eyes and see just how little anyone misses them right now because it is not a lot. Closing out the show today. I know it's a, a bit of a quick one, but uh, just a reminder, if if you are craving more from me, um, this is the fourth podcast I've done in the last two days. We had uh, Wrestle Kingdom nights one and two. There's breakdowns of everything that's happened there and then also had a show yesterday running through the NFL schedule. But it is time for the final edition of bad fantasy football teams that beat yours. I might do one next week just to show you how fucking stupid doing a fantasy football league in the last week of the regular season is. But here we go. Week 17, championship week for most fantasy leagues. For all well-run fantasy football leagues, it was championship week. And we saw a lot decided on the final plays of that Steelers-Browns game on Monday Night Football. Najee Harris bust one for a touchdown. Ben Roethlisberger taking knees, deciding championships to the final moments of the fantasy football season. And sometimes you can second-guess yourself. Sometimes you can question what you were doing in certain spots. But this is your reminder that even some of the most obscure players can find their way to fantasy glory. So the criteria this week under 25% owned at quarterback for the Detroit Lions, Tim Boyle puts up 18.88 points at the running back position. Jarrett Patterson, who Jarrett Patterson, running back for Washington, 15.8 fantasy points as he steps in for an injured Antonio Gibson for the Washington football team. Um, a pair of Jets make the list next as we have at running back Ty Johnson. points, Braxton Berrios, 17.7 points on the week, and then Christian Wilkerson, he was 0% owned, 16.2 fantasy points this week. At the tight end spot, um, not the biggest um, production from guys under 25% owned this week, but David Njoku clocks in at 8.8 fantasy points. In our flex, we have Anton Wesley of the Arizona Cardinals. He had 15 points last week. And our defense and kickers are defense. The Atlanta Falcons coming in with 8 fantasy points. Our kicker Jason Myers, the top kicker of the week, was available in 88% of fantasy leagues. He had 18 points, giving our team of players under 25% owned in all Yahoo fantasy leagues 1325 Five, eight points there's a very good chance that's winning quite a few leagues last week that's going to do it for the show again have a couple of wrestling shows on the feed right now as bonus content check those out um we're gonna have another show coming up on friday as we run through the final week of the nfl regular season so stay tuned for that in the meantime you can find me on social media twitter and instagram i am at primetime twitch.tv slash primetime pk I almost forgot it there. Uh, And a reminder that we are coming to you from the Clearwater Cleaning Solutions Broadcast Studio. If you sign up with Clearwater Cleaning Solutions to become a regular residential client or a commercial client, we offer a 10% discount on your first month. The Clearwater Cleaning Solutions Broadcast Studio is pristine because of them. So thank you very much to those guys. And thank you to you for tuning in. And we'll talk to you later this week. I'm out.